At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. All right, we've talked about some of the successes of the offense, but there haven't been as many as there otherwise might be if not for the fact that this defense is playing so damn well. Uh, What have you seen on that side of the ball that has stood out to you that that has you so fired up about uh, what Jack Del Rio's unit is doing? I mean, it's really just the stuff on the back end. You know, like they are – they're good, man. There's not a lot of big coverage busts. No one's running wide open. You know, I think last year around this time, like William Jackson the third every day was like, oh, man, that was a big explosive player. Jahan routed somebody up. And, like, that's not going on anymore. Like, guys are playing good, physical, smart coverage in the back end. There's small throwing windows. Linebackers are doing a good job. Like, it's it's cool. It's, it's good stuff to watch. And I don't know who deserves all the credit for that. I don't know if it's the new DB coach. I don't know if it's Jack. I don't know who it is. Or just getting good people in the building, getting good young players in. But, man, that group is – if they can continue to play like this and continue to grow, um, that's going to be pretty special. Now, they've only been dealing with coverage concepts, right? So, you know, how does that affect people in their run fits and play actions and screens? And when when things are a little bit more complicated, can they still play with that same level of continuity and precision? It remains to be seen. But, man, like they've all done a great job. You know, they've just done a great job matching that stuff. And um, to me, they're they're close to the MVP of camp for anybody, for the whole team is the back end of this defense. And um I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that they've done a really nice job. Yeah. So someone in the press corps asked Del Rio the other day. I think it was Del Rio. And I was listening to this in in a press conference. It might have been Rivera and I was there. I don't know. They all mushed together eventually. (laughs) Coach is talking into microphones. Reporters asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, But I'm pretty sure it was someone asking Del Rio, like, how do you balance being aggressive for turnovers and making sure that you don't have any big mistakes? And he kind of rejected the premise of the question in a way that I appreciated, which is, you know, if you do your job, like you have the chance to create turnovers, you just keep preaching it. And and when you're in position, you go make the play, but it's not like you play one way to generate turnovers and like, like you might in basketball, right? In basketball, if you want you're like, Hey, we're going to jump every passing lane, we're going to really take some risks here. Um, 
that's not really how football works because like the ball comes to you. And yeah, at that point you might be like, I'm just going to be smart and make the tackle, or I might gamble and try to pick this off. And that can result in a big play or, or an interception, like a big play either way you missed the ball and now your guy's wide open. Um, But because there's only one pass per play, it's not like the ball's whipping around the perimeter in the NBA. Like it's just (laughs) a different, it's a very different thing. The best way you can generate turnovers is, be super solid in what you're asked to do, make the offense's life difficult. And then you either get a strip sack or a guy, you know, quarterback forces a ball and you're in position and you, you make the play or it's, it's contested. The ball flies up in the air uh, on a hit and then you pick it off. The way to create turnovers is to be solid. And I think that is something that has been very apparent in this camp is they've made things difficult for the offense. And as a result, some balls have been tipped. They've gone up in the air. They probably would have had strip sack opportunities if the quarterbacks were live. And that kind of stuff wasn't necessarily happening last spring when they had all the coverage busts and all the things, because then it's just easy completions, easy, big plays for the offense. Yeah. And, um, you know, last year, the success really came from like the, the blitzes and the kind of stunts that they were running up front and just how the offensive line was having a hard time dealing with it. And this year it's been like, you know, kind of four, they do team blitz, obviously, but four man rushes. And and I'm really glad you brought up that solid point because all the picks, none of them have been like gambly picks. It's been like the quarterbacks trying to get the ball where he thinks it should go. And they're there. They're just there. Yeah. The ball gets tipped up. It gets batted. It gets whatever. It's tight or it's cover- just a, it's a hard throw and it's right. off by two yards and the safety gets it instead of the receiver. And and that's been exactly right. So it's not like there's been like this kind of wild west of people cutting all these routes and doing all this crazy stuff. That's not been the case. It's been just good, consistent football and guys playing tight coverage and guys challenging guys in the line of scrimmage and, you know, bailing off and disguising and communicating. So you know, I, I think that's been, um, quite frankly, that's been a highlight for me, honestly, is, is that group. And, um, you know, I don't want to oversell because they're still young. And again, there's no runs. You know, the whole offense isn't in probably for EB. He's not game planning. At least that's what Ron has said and what EB has alluded to. So a lot, lot of stuff still to go. But I think as a starting point, you feel pretty good about it. You know, you feel pretty good about adding some new pieces and not seeing a lot of mental mistakes. So so kudos to, to that back end group. Yeah, I think you know, especially when you're this talented, like just make them earn it. And and that's yeah. the difference. Like if you want to say, okay, well, what's a gambly type of defense? What are people talking about? Like Wink Martindale realized last year in New York, that talent wise, he did not have it, especially right. on the back end and especially after a bunch of injuries. So it's like, okay, we cannot cover for three, four seconds or we are going to get diced. So he blitzed at a rate that like, you never see in the league. He just absolutely sent the house. And that forces quarterbacks to make throws and that's when it becomes risky that's when it becomes you know not necessarily like am i going to jump this route or make the tackle you know just be solid allow the completion and then and then be there no those kinds of decisions but like we might be at a numbers disadvantage and we better hope that one of our guys is close enough to make the tackle um or that the quarterback guesses wrong and that's how we're going to generate the interception because we've sent so many guys after him and i think that with the talent they have and the it's really the not just the physical talent, Logan, but like the the intellectual talent that they seems have. Seems that way. Yeah. Seems they can that, we trust don't know. their yeah. But at this point, it seems like Jack will be able to call, you know, one, you have a four man rush that should be able to get home with regularity because they're they're talented individuals up front rushing. Two, you actually trust your coverage to 
not just play the first three seconds of the down, but continue to plaster and have that intelligence and the communication and all the things you need on the back end to prevent the big play bus. And that's where a defense can become really, really good is they're just solid. They make you earn it. It is. I mean, you can speak to it, obviously having played NFL offense better than I can, but like when you just feel like you are banging your head against the wall and you, there's no exploiting mistakes. You have to make a play every play. If you want something good to happen, that is such a tall task for an NFL offense and, and a formula, I think for this team to win. Um, and, and it goes with obviously ball control a little bit on offense, allowing the, them to stay fresh defensively and kind of this total team thing that, you know, they're going to want to try to do, but for the defensive part in that the, the trust, the intelligence, those things standing out already makes me, it gives me a lot of encouragement heading into the summer. I agree. And like to, to the solid point against NFL defenses, like the, the most solid defense that I ever played against was the Seattle defense when they were going to the Super Bowl. Like they were like, they, they didn't do anything special. They just ran cover three and they ran it better than you ran your offense. And they asked their rush to get home. And that's what they did. And they were really good at it. And so, again, this is a little different, a little more complicated, a little bit more nuanced. Uh, but I think there's a lot of precedent in NFL history. Tampa Bay running Tampa 2 all the time, like literally like 70% of the time, because the teams just weren't patient enough. And if you can do that and play at a high level, you get the football. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited about that back end group. And you mentioned the, the four down guys. It was nice having Chase and Montez you know, back in the mix this week. And um, Chase looked good. Uh, you know, he's out there for three practices. So I think he had like a total of like 60, 55 plays in the whole week. But looked twitched up, looked focused, looked ready to go, looked great an individual. Um, you know, still a lot of football left for him too. But kind of adding him back and he looks like he's back from the knee. And then Montez was um, operating at uh, a very um, veteran tempo, I'll say. So not not going easy, but not going as hard as he can, like being where he's supposed to be fitting up and kind of working with the offensive line, like which is what a good pro does in, in these kind of situations. But look good, looks ready. And then you add that to Casey Tuhill, F.A. Obata, who's had a great uh, – both of them. You know, Casey's been very productive, honestly, um, over the OTA period. And then F.A.'s been great. James Smith-Williams has been in and out. I think he had uh, an excused absence last week. But yeah. that's, a, that's a really cool group of edge players there. You know, KJ Henry had a very solid kind of first couple of practices, um, quieted down as they went. But I think that's a that's a really compelling group. And then the interior group, you know, shoot, man, maybe the best in football, which is, you know, saying something. You got Payne, Allen, Ridgeway, and and Big Phil, who's looked good too. So I think that group is is also very exciting. I'm really excited, really, really excited to see them in training camp. Like so excited. Cause I think that group, if they can if they can gel like the way that, you know, the way that like Casey and James and, and Montez were rushing kind of cohesively with the three techniques last year, if they can do that again with chase, gosh, that group is going to be special. Now, can That's they get the there? Hope. I don't know. So, yeah. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally. 
first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. That's the hope. It's going to be on Chase in a lot of ways, um, both from a physical ability standpoint. Uh, what is he after the injury? Looks so far, all it's reports good. are very, very, very positive. And then mentally, you know, the discipline and, and the types of things that he lacked in year two um, showed a little bit. I, th- I thought that part of his game, he showed well at the end of last year. Um, yeah. You know, he just didn't have the physical component. Um, but we'll see what, what happens uh, when they get into the summer and then ultimately into games this fall. Linebacker-wise, Barton, I know, flashed a couple times, um, showed some things. Mayo was playing a lot of uh, a lot of reps because Jamin is not healthy at this time. What yeah. did you see from the the middle of the defense? The guy that stood out to me the most was Klee Hudson. Love every it. every day, like he just would kind of do something. You're like, who's that? Who's that? Oh, that's 47. That's a great blitz. Oh, he who sniffed out that screen? Oh, that's 47. Who's in man coverage on this receiver here in the slot? Oh, that's Kalik. Like he looks great. You know, and I think we were we talking uh, the other day. You and I were talking, or I was talking with someone on the show, and they were saying that um, you know someone was talking about Jamin being injured, and are they worried about it? And Jack was like, "Kalik's look great," <laughs> you know, and I think uh, he yeah. has looked great. And um, and if he keeps playing this way, man, like I don't think there's a lot of need to be super worried about uh, the linebacker group, man, because he he I, I forget how sneaky good of an athlete he is. He's very twitchy. He's good yeah. in space. It's just safety, about- safety at Michigan. It's taken him a couple of years to convert, but maybe this is the year. Maybe he figured it out by the Dallas game last year. You know, everyone Which likes you- to talk about that Dallas game and it's one game. And obviously people do the same thing with how yeah. it's like, Oh, did he finally figure it out? It's like, I don't know. Guys have good and bad games. Maybe he yeah. had a good game. Maybe he'll then have three bad ones to start the season and he'll never get to play again. Cause that was his chance. Um, we don't know, but the fact that he's shown the same stuff he's shown in that Dallas game, the confidence, the awareness, the, you know, and, and the ability to use his physical gifts, I think, is extremely encouraging. Yeah, and again, th- like like it applies to everybody on this defense. There's not a lot of run stuff, so it's like we're covering passes and we're blitzing, and he's really good at that stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting again when they put the pads on and he has to do some of that stuff. But he, he's probably been at the middle level of the defense. Probably been my biggest standout. Obviously, Cody's had a good, um, great OTA period, minicamp period. But Khalif, just the flashes and what he's been and the way he's been flashing has been really high. But again, like it's nine unpadded practices. There's it's part of the evaluation. Was it good? Yes. It has to continue to be good um, for this team to get to where they want to go. So, yeah. Do you expect anything meaningful to happen on Tuesday? I'm expecting a lot of veterans not to be there. I kind of expect the same thing. Is it, is it, I, and I was going to ask you this, is it listed as a practice or is it listed as a workout? Um, I believe it's an OTA practice. And I think that they will practice because like it's a two hour, they're on the field, 1030 to 1230. Yeah. So I assume because they got stripped of the other practices that they will, you know, this this is the week they would normally have three, but they're only having one because they're not right. allowed to have three. Right. Um, I'd assume they they do it, but also between the air quality stuff, which hopefully is cleared up by then, right. and the fact that they had the mini camp and can let guys go, I'd almost if I was Ron, be like Terry, see ya, like John Duran, like go home, start your off season, have a great time. Um, 
we'll we're gonna take some reps for these younger guys and we'll see it we'll see you in late July. If you remember last year they did something similar. I think it was it was the last two days of OTAs last year, but basically it was like twos and threes, like go get it, you know, yeah. have fun. And it was awesome because you got to see a lot of the younger guys and kind of help that evaluation and see where those guys are at. I think they cut one of the backup quarterbacks after that day because they were like, well, obviously it's not, you know, nope. it's not where we thought it was. So, yeah. um, but I, I'd love that if they're going to do that. Great. But yeah, if you're a veteran, like come support your young guys, you know, maybe put your coach's hat on, put the coach's visor on and then make sure your plane is leaving at whatever four o'clock and we'll get out of here. So no team meeting yeah. afterwards. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Yep. Don't do anything dumb. See you in July. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, on Monday's pod, let's do a rookie report. Let's okay. let's go deeper on some of these younger guys. You know, we've kind of mentioned Emmanuel, mentioned Quan, um, but I would love to to go deeper on some of these guys, and then obviously we can see uh, probably more of them. Maybe we, maybe we wind up actually doing that on Wednesday, depending that way if that Tuesday practice is very heavy on the younger guys, we have a little bit more data. Sure. Uh, so we'll look forward to that next week. Uh, obviously, look forward to the off season. And now now we're getting into silly pod season, Logan. Silly pod now, season. Now it is time to say. Who would win a game of 11 on 11 football? All, a team of 11 offensive linemen or 11 skill guys? These are the kinds of things you can come to expect on this podcast. We also have some great guests. Talk, get some different perspectives on all things commanders. Um, that's all still to come this summer. Obviously, the sale will get finalized. Uh, they had the meeting in New York this week. Things are all heading in the right direction. So eventually, we'll have that news sometime in the middle of July. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. Training camp is kind of it's maybe not around the next corner but the corner after that I think it's down a long road you know it's like yeah. you're like it's like a little way down but it's close yeah old school directions hey uh yeah you're gonna go down to the texaco station uh it's five miles down then take a left we're That's... still five miles away from the texaco <laughs> but it's the next piece on the directions uh all right in the meantime if you want more from us you can hit logan on instagram at logan underscore paulson 82 uh, we will also uh, do some mailbags, uh, obviously, this summer, so you can start submitting questions there. I'm on Twitter, at Craig Hoffman. Uh, we'll see you next week on Take Command. In the meantime, I'll see you all on the radio between 4 to 7 on the Team 980. Uh, for Logan, I'm Craig. See you.